you're passionate about transforming retail operations and improving performance, plus you're accountable for key change projects and programs in your company, then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Retail Transformation Show with me, Oliver Banks. Welcome to episode 48 of the Retail Transformation Show. And I am your host, Oliver Banks. Collaboration is often cited as one of those key elements to really making transformation happen. But collaboration, of course, requires multiple people to come together. And that's one of the reasons why I think live events are such an exciting proposition for the retail industry and all of us that sit within it. So on today's episode, I'm inviting back Retail Week's Poppy Mickleborough, who is Events Director, and Rebecca Morrison, who is Content Manager for Tech. Now, Tech is a two-day festival of all things retail and technology. It's happening on the 2nd and 3rd of October in London, and there's a ton more information which you can find over at tech-festival.com. So with our two guests, Poppy and Rebecca, who were, of course, on the previous episode, episode 47, where we were exploring some of the big challenges when it comes to technology in retail transformation. But this episode focuses much more on some tips and advice about attending live events. And you're also going to find a sneak peek preview of tech Now, there are some tips in here that are specifically about that tech event, which is happening in October. But there are also a load of tips that are highly relevant, whichever event you are going to. If it's a live face-to-face event, then you can get a ton out of this episode. So without further ado, let's jump straight on into this one. And you're going to be able to find a summary of the conversation over at obandco.uk slash 48. Enjoy! This week on the Retail Transformation Show, I'm once again joined by Poppy Mickleborough. Hi Poppy. Hello. And Rebecca Morrison. Hello. Hello. Thank you for joining us once again. Last week on episode 47, we were diving into the whole world of retail transformation inspired by tech and new developments in tech. And of course, we've got tech as an event just around the corner, 2nd and 3rd of October. So that's an exciting time. It's Europe's largest festival of digital commerce. Yeah. In preparation, it's a live event. And I really wanted to dive in with both of you about how to get the most from a live event because everyone's listening to a podcast right now. Yeah. Watching a video, perhaps. But a live event is something completely different. So I suppose, Poppy, your events director for Retail Week Why are live events so cool? (laughs) (laughs) Many reasons, I think. So I think the most important thing, especially in a kind of very digital focused world now, is actually how important it is to be face to face. I think that is just one of the most special things about live events is that you can bring a large number of people together to have awesome conversations, to hear um, incredible content and to you know, meet potential partners and, and um, uh, pick up on that. And I've been Retail Week's event director for the last five-ish years. You know, we've had some really fab stories, you know, of people stood in the coffee queue 
just introducing themselves to the person next door and uh, it ending up being a, a great partnership or someone that you know they didn't think they would uh, meet or really kind of ever understand what they could do for the business and I think it's as much as it's a digital world is really brilliant and there's emails and phone calls there is just I, I just haven't and whoever comes up with it in a tech world is incredible but I just don't think there's anything to replace that human interaction and that kind of conversational side of things. How about you, Rebecca? Yeah, I think obviously being content manager, I'm obviously going to pick up on the content piece of what Poppy said. But yeah, it's it getting content that the attendees won't be able to get anywhere else. It's the speakers giving really honest and unique insights into projects they've led on, maybe times when things have gone not so well, as well as obviously when things have been a success. Um, and, you know, really kind of unique insights, things that, that the audience won't be able to read in press releases, basically. So that's that is invaluable. If you can't get that information anywhere else, you have to be at the event to, to get it. So yeah. And certainly, I know the excellent events that you put on have some really high profile speakers that you just don't get to engage with on a, on a day to day basis. Even if you're in that company, for example. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think that's all about inspiring them as well. It's about you know being under the same roof of these people as these people, being inspired by them. And and as Poppy said, you never know, you might meet them in the in the queue for a coffee and actually be able to strike up a conversation <laughs> with them. I mean, you're not going to be able to do that anywhere else, right? So Absolutely. I'm keen to ask for some tips. Yeah. Right. So as event pros, I'm, I'm keen to understand what should, what should people be doing? I'm kind of thinking, could we lay it out? Maybe some things to do before, some things to do at the event, maybe afterwards as well. Absolutely. So I think the most important is before the event. So tech is is quite large and there's a lot going on. There's 10 stages. We've got tons of exhibitors, about 60 startups. So there's a lot to get through and a lot to see. And I think if you turn up on site having not done any pre-prep, even if it's like half an hour on the train on the way in, then you're kind of already on the back foot. So uh, we have an event app which launches on Monday and I think it is like the most important tool to have on site. So Firstly, you can set your own schedule, so uh, you then know exactly where you want to be uh, at what time. The other feedback that we um, had last year in particular was that um, there was lots of people people wanted to meet, but it kind of became a bit serendipitous about whether or not they would bump into them. So the app now allows you to arrange meetings and talk to people, and we have a new meetings lounge at Tech this year, so that rather than being like, shall we meet in the corner over there or <laughs> underneath this stage and trying to work out who they are, you know that you need to be You're a wearing tape. a red rose. Exactly. <laughs> Well, this is where yeah. three words would come in really handy, actually. I'll meet you at chair table water bottles. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, so you can basically say, well, you meet at table one at 11 o'clock or, or whatever it might be. You can get the app this year um, is actually a technology event. So it's uh, AI uh, powered. So it then also suggests, A, the sessions they think you'd be interested in based on kind of your interests, the, the kind of exhibitors and startups that you should meet. Um, and then again, it goes down to people as well. So the types of people they want to meet and the other thing on that that we've introduced again this year because tech's big and technology goes across all parts of the business so supply chain it uh, customer experience marketing etc we've created five tribes and we want people to be able to find their tribes um, and they are the digital collaborators the final milers the store superheroes customer evangelists and the talent seekers and uh, we are recommending that people join a tribe you can join two if you want this we don't have a limit on it but each tribe has certain sessions that we recommend, certain exhibitors that, that they should visit. Um, and then most importantly, this year, we've introduced something called the meetups, which is each tribe will have a meetup across the two days 
uh, where just like-minded people who are coming to seek similar challenges, have uh, similar issues, can come together and hopefully come up with new solutions, form new partnerships and broaden out their networks. So we've introduced a lot this year. I really like that opportunity to meet the like-minded people. I think that's a really smart idea. The whole thing about uh, the tribes came about because we want tech to be about bringing that whole retail technology ecosystem together and actually retailers and tech companies need to be partnering on a much more strategic level in order to drive things forward. And so we wanted to kind of remove, which I think can sometimes happen at events, that kind of um, buyer-seller relationship and people feeling like they're in a Marrakesh market being pulled in to have conversations. Because actually, I think there's a a real understanding that retailers aren't necessarily going to solve a lot of these challenges on their own. And so rather than feeling buyer-seller is is like-minded people, so Final Milers, for example, if people are, are wanting to talk more about their supply chain, there are incredible technology suppliers out there that can help. But we just wanted to change that conversation from a business development sales conversation to this is how we think together the industry will change and what will move forward. Mm-hmm. And us as ex supply chain company are thinking about and us as ex retailer are, are thinking about. And that's what we have spent a lot of time here thinking about how we curate that conversation and, and, and make it valuable for all parties. That sounds excellent. I know I used to work for Tesco uh, a few years ago and when I used to go to these events, I used to kind of slightly dread my badge yeah, said Tesco because, because suddenly you've got, you've got all these supplier sales teams yeah. that are like, oh, Tesco, let's just blab and blab and blab yeah. to, to them because suddenly I can say, you know, I'll, I'll scan the badge and everything. I've got Tesco as a lead. Yeah, great job. Yeah. And it's just it's so impersonal. Absolutely. <laughs> and I think another thing that uh, we've introduced to uh, stop that um, is something called the Tech Tours. So again, I keep kind of harping back on it, but retailers, I really believe, know that they want to meet some technology companies. A lot of stuff retailers are building house and there's other things they absolutely know that they want to partner with people but find the right partner and have the right conversation. So we did tech tours last year and we're growing them out. We have got um, a lady called Liz Basilar, who is the founder of The Current Global and host of the Innovators podcast. And she is curating tours of some of the exhibitors on the show floor all based on her industry knowledge and her research on who she thinks is doing things a little bit differently, really innovative, or actually just nailing fabulous retailing, like who is doing stuff great. And she takes small groups of retailers up to 20 on a tour of the floor and explains that. So the uh, exhibitors aren't allowed to do the hard pitch in a way Liz is technically doing it for them, but they then can have much more of an understanding of, of what the different companies do and then if they want to go back and have conversations, then they, they can. Because I think sometimes, as you say, as much as you want to walk around the show floor, you slightly dread it in case there's that pull up. But actually, A, I hope we've created a, a great environment for people to want to have those conversations. But B, the tech tours should really give people that insight before then they can go back and, and um, make those connections further. Super. So bringing it back around to tips when we're at the event, having a look around is absolutely key. And if you're at a, an event where we don't have a, a tour, there's a curated tour, maybe turn your badge around, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which I've certainly seen a number of people doing in the past. <laughs> but what, what else? How, how else do I get the most from, from going to a live event? So um, I think the content, and, and Rebecca can build on this a bit, is, is really important. So make sure you kind of know what your goals are, what are the things you want to, to learn about. And yes, like there are text keynotes are absolutely phenomenal. However, there are some other speakers that you might not necessarily have known the company or actually what they do. 
But I bet they're the ones that if you go to their sessions, you'll walk away with. So I think don't be afraid of speakers that you might not necessarily know what they're about. If the topic is something you're interested in, I'd go and see it because I think often they are like the sort of hidden gem of, of, of the information. Absolutely. Um, yeah, actually building on that. So I had uh, a really great panel call uh, today with panels uh, around sustainability and one of my speakers uh, on that panel she met Barack Obama and he said to her that it's people like her who are going to change the world uh, so it's these you know it's these kind of stories and these kind of concepts and, 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 and speakers that we have on the on the smaller stages that I think need to be heard as well so I definitely I definitely recommend you know checking out exactly um, you know if it's companies that you've never heard of look them up and if they're talking about things you're interested in go and go and discover them um, because it's all about that curiosity uh, and discovery that's, that's, that's going to kind of drive uh, the industry forward as well. And I think Absolutely, on that, yeah. my other uh, recommendation is meet with people. So again, if a company that you've not really heard of uh, reaches out and says we should meet up, I'd meet them for 10 minutes. Like, what's the worst that's going to happen? It's 10 minutes of your time. They could change your fortunes. They might not, but at least you know, and then you don't have to do anything. But I do think... People can get really bogged down with, right, I know the big companies and I, you know, they can help. But, you know, we've got some 60 incredible startups that are coming that are doing some really impressive things. And I think, you know, many of kind of the mid-sized companies. And I think it's really worth having even a five, 10 minute exploratory conversation with some of those because you might find someone that's going to help with one of the biggest things keeping you awake at night. Absolutely. And I think going into that, a, a short meeting could be so powerful because, you have that ability to say, well, it's only five minutes or 10 minutes. Yeah. And <laughs> it's not going well. It's so like, uh, yeah. you know, get out quickly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think actually we've, we've hopefully done two things to help with that. So one is um, we're working with a company called CoCubed who are doing speed matchmaking for the startups. So again, if you're a company wanting to look to work with startups or not sure, you can go to the CoCube desk, which is by the discovery zone at tech, and they will set you up some speed dating it's five minutes so again hopefully it's not too much of a basically five minutes per company and you can say i want to meet them about supply chain or data or or whatever it might be and the other is uh through the ai meeting matchmaking tool that's now uh, integrated into our app those meetings are 20 minutes long um and again hopefully there's not so long that you feel like you're giving up a lot of your time and actually, I do hope just that people will cut it short after 10 minutes if it's not right. But the, yeah, the whole ethos of all of trying to create these kind of connections is that it will make sure people just always go away with meeting the right people and having the right content. Super. And I'll, I'll add in a tip as well. If you want to do short meetings, you know how to introduce yourself in a short way. Yeah. Because I've been talking to some people and it's five minutes of, of them sort of blabbering on about... Mm-hmm source of what they do and you kind of get it but I don't really know yeah do you have any tips for when you're in a meeting and you you know it's not working how do you end it quickly I think I I think setting it up as a a short meeting Mm -hmm. is a great expectation setter to begin with and that kind of gives you the permission right that sometimes we can be a bit polite (laughs) I think just say it as it is yeah Yeah, definitely Um, and it can be helpful just to prepare a couple of lines of Mm -hmm. I've got something else to do yeah Thanks very much for your time. Good luck with it all. It's a closing closing statement that says, yeah. thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How about you? I, I think similar. I think it's, uh, you know, oh, that was, it's really interesting to learn more about your business. It's probably not for us at the moment, but really appreciate your time. Yeah, yeah enjoy mm. the rest of the show. And, and I think that honesty is, 
if you want to see as the best policy, that yeah. that's fine. That both sides can can move on, and 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 I think it's that fear of rejection or awkwardness that I think can hinder people having those meetings and those conversations. And I think that's a real shame. I think if both parties go in knowing that it's exploratory and it may or may not work, fabulous. And and if it doesn't, well, so be it. It's kind of you've got to kiss a lot of frogs to find your prince, right? And yeah. And and building on that, I actually see that as an opportunity. Ending a meeting that's not going well. I, t- I see that as an opportunity because it's freeing up your time to then go on and have another conversation which potentially is going to be your prince, right? Yeah. So, yeah. That's a and good point. There's this classic uh, case in Silicon Valley. So Elon Musk um, has, has this kind of policy in his business that if you're in a meeting and you're not adding value or you, you know, you're not getting anything from it, you, you have permission to just walk out and you know get on with something else as well. So I, I think that's quite important and it just means that you can be efficient and yeah, find your prince. Even yeah. if you have to kiss a lot of frogs. Okay. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Lots of frog kissing going on. Yeah. <laughs> That's how to get the most out of it during. How about afterwards? Assuming that you're not bombarded by suppliers trying to make contact with you. Yeah. So I think there's a few things. I think one is it. So we have a lot of companies that come with large teams um, and a i think that's incredibly valuable because i think it's much easier to make a step change if mm. everyone's come and listened to things or met the same supplier or whatever it is to be like right let's implement that and so i think it's really important for companies that are coming on mass or even if you're just an individual to carve out some time after a bit of reflection time so the events on the wednesday and thursday do you do it on the friday do you do it on the monday just to kind of write down what your reflections are so it's very easy to get back into the office head down carry on and sort of forget about that and lose all of the inspiration uh, that you got so I would say diarize some time a as a team or as yourself to think about what it is that you want to implement or follow up on and then I think I would also follow up really quickly with any connections that I made again so it's everyone's still feeling inspired they're you know they were like oh, I really must make sure that I uh, talk to Oliver talk to Rebecca whoever it is um, and so I would again set a bit of time aside to follow up those people and then the third thing is i actually again you should do that every three and six months and hold yourself to account Mm. so if on that reflection time you say right i want to make sure i've implemented this in three months right where are we with that and really kind of making sure you're you're holding yourself to account because i do i do think there's a lot of inspiration and things you can learn from an event but i do know what it's like when you get back to the office can feel really hard to to carve that time out so i think it's about just constantly kind of going back to it reflecting on it and actually i guess if you set up conversations with people that you've met after that that can kind of uh, help to continue that absolutely i I think it's so important to be able to take action Mm. it'd be very nice to go out for a a day out of the office so to speak or a day out of stores wherever but if you don't change anything What's the it's point? just been a bit of like relief, right? Yeah. <laughs> you might as well yeah. have gone to the cinema or <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> done something else. Exactly. So how do you actually really take action? And I, I like that coming back, so almost setting some time in your diary now for three months, six months, yeah, to hold yourself to account and say, actually, I saw this really cool thing, and I wanted to follow up with that company, I and I let it go yeah. cold, or that person, or I, I wanted to explore a particular idea, whatever. Yeah, and I and and actually, I think going back to the before but it links to the after is setting yourself two or three things that you really want to achieve and then making sure you do that at the event and then afterwards again reflecting on how you achieve those goals and what it is you learn or who it was that you met that you now need to to follow up on and I think if you just really set two or three you can be really focused because because tech is big there is 180 speakers it's 
you know, it can probably feel quite overwhelming and not sure where to start. Whereas if you go in with focus, you know what you're going to do. I think it's then easier after the event to, to really focus on that. That makes a lot of sense. Goals are certainly something I believe a lot in. It helps you be intentful. Is that a word? <laughs> yes, probably. Full, full of intent. Not sure you'll win it. Yeah, not sure if you'll win at Scrabble. Win it, <laughs> Sounds like too many letters. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm keen to also ask, as event organisers, you, you must see, see events through a slightly different set of lenses or a different perspective than attendees. What's the biggest missed opportunity that you see people doing that just makes you go ah I just wish you would I think people not uh, making as much of an effort to connect with other delegates uh, as they as they could because obviously it's it's quite a unique thing we've got these amazing people um, who are you know otherwise hard to get hold of otherwise all under one roof together so you, they need to seize the opportunity and be chatting, networking and, and you know, strategizing the future together. And I, I think if they don't, that's a massive missed opportunity because when else are you going to be able to do that at such a scale as well? The biggest thing that winds me up is when um, I see our sponsors sat on their stands, not going to listen to content or go and engage. And we... We talk to our sponsors a lot. We uh, give them all our hints and tips. And I think the reason being is they often think that people will come to them and talk. And a lot of the time they do, right? But I would recommend everyone that's there, if there's not, if there's content going on, go and listen to it. Because A, I think it will inspire you and you'll think a little bit differently. It's a talking point. So again, networking can feel awkward, right? So it's kind of, how are you today? Where have you come from? Oh, nice weather, isn't it? Like, that's, it's slightly <laughs> awkward. Where is it? You're like, oh, sorry, it's a five minute meeting. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but I think if you can go in and be like, did you hear what uh, that guy from JD.com said? What do you think about that? Isn't that fascinating? Like, it's a real a different conversation starter rather than that kind of typically in, in, in Britain, I think, where, where it's like awkward. Thing. So I, I really recommend everyone, even if you just think you're there as a salesperson to get your leads, to go and listen to some content because firstly you probably might be sat next to someone that you want to meet yeah. um, and secondly it's a great conversation starter and, and even if it's not with the lead you meet on site and then a meeting you have two weeks later it gives you and it gives you a bit more integrity it gives you a bit more something else that you can say oh fascinating I was listening to Claire variety of Sainsbury's and she was saying um all of this fabulous stuff and all the lessons they learned from their cashless store and etc etc and I think people then you've got more to to offer to to your customers so Sponsors, get off your stand. <laughs> I've, I've got another thing to add to that, actually. So with the whole attending sessions piece as well, if you're, if you're attending a session, like our speakers are phenomenal. They've been chosen for a reason because they are fantastic and they're adding huge value to the future of the industry, right? So if you're at one of our sessions, put your phone away. Really, keep that email. Can it not wait until after or, you know, after the, the day is finished? I, chances are it's not that crucial and it does not have to be answered. Right at that time. You right? can only get your phone out to ask the speakers questions on Slido. <laughs> yes, on Slido. Yeah. <laughs> and, and actually, that's another really great point is, again, you're, you know, as Rebecca said, that another great thing about events is that you're seeing content that you can't read in a press release. It's also that all of our speakers have allowed questions. So it's one of the only times that you can ask all the questions you want to ask to uh, a lot of these companies. Mm. Um, and so, and, and actually, I think Slido is another great bit of t- uh, event technology that has um, allowed people to do that without feeling nervous about asking questions in front of an audience. You can do it anonymously and through a phone. 
and yeah you, you can ask anything you wish and hopefully it will get asked for you so i also would recommend that you make sure you ask questions too mm. yeah and an- another tip kind of inspired by some of the things you were just saying there it is easy to if you're going as a group of colleagues or people you're friends with to walk around together and yeah. just go around everywhere but actually particularly on a on a big event where you've got i think 10 stages you said split up mm. and get back together and discuss mm. it all because you can find out so much more go and talk to different suppliers you'll get different perspectives rather than going around in a group where it doesn't in- invite people to yeah. to yeah. engage with you right absolutely and also just to, to what you were saying about emails as well it's so easy to get dragged back in or i just got to make a quick you know phone call or jump on a jump on a conference call whatever it's it's got to be important to block out your diary, right? Otherwise, yeah. you're just not present. Absolutely, and and I, and you know your your company is investing in you to come to tech, so got to bear that in mind as well. I think the, you being present in the moment is 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 more important in terms of what your business has allowed you to come and do than answering an, e- an email that most of the time, nine times out of time, can definitely wait. It's not super urgent. Absolutely, and how else are you going to have all of those meaningful conversations and listening to such one-off opportunity speakers or meet all these different companies all under one roof you know you're just not going to do that on a normal a normal work day right yeah so this has been really fascinating anything else to add any final final tips or pieces of advice if someone is about to attend a live event whether that's tech or something else yeah i've got one more so in chime with the kind of um, networking piece the party on the on the evening well yeah after the, the afternoon keynotes of day one Definitely come to, to that. Come and, have, come and have a drink, come and have nibbles, because that, again, is a huge opportunity to meet, uh, you know, like-minded people uh, with the same kind of challenges and, and, and business objectives um, in a bit more of a relaxed environment, right? I mean, you were saying, uh, one of you one of you said earlier, it can sometimes, I think it was you probably, it can sometimes feel a bit awkward kind of breaking the ice with people. But if you're in a kind of relaxed environment where there's music and, you know, a beer in your hand, it's just a lot easier to do that. So I definitely would recommend kind of seizing all of these opportunities as well. Um, around the event too and I think the thing uh that I would say or that I'm uh excited about is Rebecca has uh confirmed two secret speakers so secret speakers see are the kind of thing that we like to to do they uh are out of industry they um are not necessarily kind of relevant to tech digital uh digital transformation um but they've got stories to tell they've got things to share and uh, when we've done them at Retail Week Live they have been the probably the most talked about uh, thing so uh, there's one on each day um and i guess the the kind of underlying message is is the impact that technology uh can have but i i'm excited for them and to to kind of hear their stories and, and how people think about them that's cool i absolutely love getting external inspiration from places that you just wouldn't imagine and that, i know that's that's what you've got cooking up in the yeah. background so <laughs> yeah. I, I i could twist your arm but I don't think you'd tell me, would you? No, no, you've got to keep it still. There's only a few people within Retail Week that know them as well, yeah. so we keep them under wraps. Yeah. Need-to-know well, basis. Yeah. Sounds exciting. <laughs> it's, just, it's like if we told you, we'd have to kill you, so yeah, yeah we, we don't want that to happen. Uh, I'll, I'll let the listeners vote yeah. on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Poppy, Rebecca, thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, thank you. This has been, uh, we've really dived into tech and, and also some really good tips for other events as well to really get the most out of that time investment that your company is making into you, as you absolutely say. 
So thank you so much for, for jumping on the Retail Transformation Show with me. Thank you very much. Thank you, Oliver. Cheers. So I hope you will agree there were a ton of great pieces of advice and great tips to take into live events from that conversation. What was your favorite tip? Which one was perhaps the thing that you know you should do, but maybe you don't do quite as well as you could? I'd love to know what your thoughts are. You can find me on social media, usually on LinkedIn, Oliver Banks, or you can find me on Twitter at Ollie underscore Banks, O-L-L-I-E underscore Banks. Or hey, why not even drop me an email? oliver.banks at obandco.uk. Once again, a summary of that conversation and all those tips that you can review and refresh your mind is available over at obandco.uk slash 48. And hey, whilst you're there, why don't you sign up for my retail transformation briefings? These are emails that come out once a week that guide you through the biggest news headlines and key content for you to consume if you're into retail transformation. So let's wrap this one up right here and I will catch you in the next episode of the Retail Transformation Show. Bye.